Ladies and gentlemen, it's a big, weird, wild world out there, folks, and here we stand. Al Pie del Cañon, ready for anything. I'm Rob, that's a Natch, and you're listening to... The Bravo Show! <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, good morning. It's Juernes. <laughs> At last. Oh! Yeah, we we made it. It's We're officially downhill. Cuesta abajo hasta el fin de... Wow. Oh, Natch. Natch. We're nearly there, man. <laughs> I just have to get through meeting day, as I, as is every Thursday, and then you know, and then it's um, uh, then it's clear skies until the weekend. How are you doing? Um, hopefully, you guys are as um, motivated of the prospect of a wonderful, productive day as me and Natcha. Uh, let's see who's joining us in the live audience right now. We have um, Eugene. We have Vero. The bridge. Born to Iron Man, if you want to join all these amazing people, and there are more, but they haven't said good morning yet. Um, if you want to join these amazing, sexy people live on the show, you can do that at twitch.tv, twitch.tv, barra, forward slash, professional bohemian. That's bohemio profesional, pero in inglés. So easy. If you want to interact with the show outside of its um, broadcast hours, the easiest way to do that is on Instagram. You can find me on Instagram at arroba professional bohemian. And um, and if you want to be extra specially spicy and cool, you can join me on my Patreon and I keep you up to date with all the latest news and things there. All right. Let's uh, see what's coming up in today's episode. Well, well, well. Um, in today's 100 humans, I asked them today, Natch, um, what are the traits? ¿Qué, qué son las Characteristicas, the traits, the what the characteristics of a good sales person. Um, un buen vendedor. Hmm. In today's complete the news, we will um, we will. Oh my God! Come on, refresh web page. We will find out what um, uh, what William Churchill wore. Que lleva, llevaba puesto. Que llevaba um, uh, William Churchill. Or que uso. William Churchill, when he delivered some historic wartime speeches. Um, uh, para dar discursos históricos um, en tiempo de guerra. You'll be surprised, Natch, I think. And then today's unpopular opinion is a good one. Today it's unpopular opinion. Today's brain fart is the customer is always right is a bad concept. El cliente, el cliente siempre tiene razón. O la razón. My bad, sorry. Um, es un mal concepto. Do you have that um, expression in Spanish or something close? Natch? Yes, el cliente siempre tiene la razón. Ah, really? It's exactly the same. Ah. Um, we'll get into that in a second. I did release the poll on Instagram. I released it into the wild and they, they shared their opinion. But as you know, friends, the real decision makers are the person that people, sorry, that join us live um, in the chat um, every single day. So they will tell us. Is it a bad concept? Is it not? Who knows? Um, all right, let's get into some news, guys. Why? Because I'm here. You're here. Let's uh, let's see what's going on in the world. BTI says traits, rasgos, características. We get nivelazo for BTI, please. Dropping some nivelazo. Dropping some knowledge. Uh, that's an alternative Churchill. Never heard of him. William Churchill. Oh, did I say William? Hang on a minute. What's going on? Winston. Did I say William Churchill? <laughs> Am I thinking about Shakespeare? <laughs> Winston Churchill. Jeez Louise. It's 8.30 a.m. Central European time. Give me a break, guys. <laughs> uh, yesterday we got a lovely uh, review of the show, by the way. Thank you to all you golden gods, you angelic beings who are downloading the podcast. You guys rock the block. I just have to say a big thank you. Got some nice messages yesterday. Um, among the the myriad of complaints, <laughs> um, and um, uh, and yeah, the the podcast is uh, doing great numbers. So thank you, thank you, thank you for that review. I think it was Nessa Vanessa who left that review on um, on uh, Apple. I did I did I show the the review to you, Natch? It says Rob is brilliant, Natch. Meh. It said those exact words were that. <laughs> Not true. Not true. Um, uh, all right. Uh, thank you, Rob. You do so help me keep me on my toes, says the bridge. Okay. Let's uh, let's check out some news. What do you think? 
Um, interesting kind of opinion piece I came across here. You've heard us discuss on the show UBI, Universal Basic Income. Uh, Renta Basica Universal, I think you call it in Spanish. I'm not sure. Is that right, Natch? I mean, Renta Yeah, okay. Um, why China could surprise the world by being the first country to adopt universal basic income. Porque China podría sorprender el mundo siendo el primer país en adoptar una renta básica universal. Um, you know the concept of universal basic income. Rather than um, unemployment benefit, or in addition to unemployment benefit, I guess, that every citizen of a country would get a universal basic income just for living. Hmm. Interesting, interesting. Um, I don't know what your th thoughts or feelings are on this. Um, I suppose we'll dive into those in a little bit. But if you have any opinions, do uh, share them uh, in the audience chat here. BTI says, Frank Red, Paco Roy. Frank Red. Uh, Madonna's Big Cheese. Not only says that the client is always right, but the client is the boss. Ooh, interesting. Uh, why would that surprise us? Says the bridge. Vero says, Ingresi, ingreso minimo vital. I think that's it. Eh? I think I, I screwed up there with my translation. <laughs> ingreso minimo vital. Can we get a nivelazo for... Um, what? Que nivelazo? For Vero. I will thoroughly, I will thoroughly torture the elves tomorrow morning. Don't worry. They won't get away with this. The trans, the poor translation elf will feel the. He will feel my wrath, my fury. So uh, let's uh, let's get into it. Scott um, Santons, a universal basic income expert, um, ingreso minimo vital, uh, suggests that China could be the first country to adopt a universal basic income, surprising many. Unlike democracies where policy implementation requires widespread public and legislative support, in China, such a decision would be made by the top leadership, specifically, in this case, uh, Xi Jinping. Um, uh, Xi's emphasis on common prosperity aligns with the goals of universal basic income to reduce inequity and boost cost, um, consumer spending. Vital for China's economy, especially as its consumer confidence and spending are currently low. China's existing minimum income guarantee um, program creates work disincentives, unlike UBI, where additional earnings always benefit individuals. What, what are your feelings on this, Natch? Would you... Because a lot of people... Say, oh, no, they've tried universal basic income. I mean, they kind of have in a half-hearted ways. Um, I think for, for it to really be tested, a whole country would have to adopt it. What are your feelings on universal basic income? Do you think it would de-incentivize workers? What do you think, Natch? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it would create, again, differences like the... Having the minimum income would be like the under the the, the minimum. Yeah, yeah. And, and you couldn't do anything with that. What worry um, What worries me is not de-incentivizing um, people because I think people are naturally curious, naturally engage in work. You know, take me for example. I go home on an evening and I keep on working. <laughs> you know, whether it be on my stuff here or. You know, in the in the late evening, I'm usually working on my own private projects, always working. I think people naturally tend to be a little bit more um, restless than I think the powers that be give us credit for. I don't think it would de-incentivize workers. What worries me is how universal basic income would play with um, uh, the traditional capitalist model as we know it. A company will do anything to save money, right? It will, because most uh, corporations only owe their um, allegiance, as it were, to their shareholders. Every company functions in order to make money for its shareholders. I mean, that's not a, a surprise, right? That's why we've seen um, jobs move offshore to uh, developing countries, because it's cheaper to, um, to create goods over there. 
manual labor being cheaper. I mean, we've seen it here in Spain. If you're an international listener, we pr produce a show out of Madrid, Spain. Like th uh, We all know the famous case of Thara, right, Natch? They used to produce the clothes here in Spain with a Spanish workforce, move, their, uh, move production to uh, developing countries to create to keep creating the clothes at a lower cost. This has been repeated over and over again. We've seen workers be replaced by, um, replaced by technology. All these old um, photos in car factories that you used to see, where it was lines and lines of people, each um, constructing a part of a car, later to be replaced by, um, by robots in supermarkets, people being displaced by automatic checkouts. We've seen it again and again. A company will always try and save money. So what worries me about universal basic income is that companies, public companies, will just see this as an excuse to pay workers less, you know? Oh, well, you know, you've got your universal basic income. Now everyone's on middle um, on minimum wage. Do you know what I'm saying? That's kind of a concern for me. Uh, let's see. Ingresimo, ingreso minimo vital. Uh, the bridge says, surely that would help keep them happy. I mean, don't get me wrong, if someone was going to offer me a universal basic income, I would certainly accept it. <laughs> but I kind of worry how it will play in accordance with um, with modern-day capitalism. I honestly do. Um, and in terms of um, the, the testing ground perhaps being China because of a communist model, makes, um, well, makes quite a bit of sense to me. Or with China's particular model of governance... Um, I worry that in, um, you know, in here in Europe, in America, I am, I worry that more conservative right-leaning um, powers in governance would ever let universal basic income pass, you know. But anyway, that's um, some news. Uh, interesting, uh, an interesting little uh, piece there. Um, I will post the link, as always, in, um, in my uh, Patreon. Scott Stannins dot com that comes from all right let's move on humanoid robots will join bmw's production line uh, robotic robots humanoides robots or robots right you pronounce it i don't know Natch. i need your help here man robots 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 <laughs> humanoides say uniran a la linea de producción de b MW. Hmm. Humanoid robots will join BMW's production line. Interesting. Uh, BMW is set to incorporate humanoid robots. Oh, God. Here we go. It's the end of the world. <laughs> uh, will incorporate humanoid robots developed by the California based company Figure into their production lines. Starting in South Carolina, these robots standing at five foot six and weighing 130 pounds are capable of walking and using their five-fingered hands for tasks and require recharging every five hours. This marks the first time autonomous human-shaped robots are being used in auto assembly, potentially influencing the labor market significantly. Yeah, I wonder how the people of South Carolina feel about this feel about this news you know particularly particularly if you're working in um, a car manufacturing facility uh, yeah worrying stuff this marks the first time autonomous human-shaped robots are being used in auto assembly potentially influencing the labor market significantly initially the robots roles in bmw's manufacturing process will be identified and gradually integrated the move towards using humanoid robots capable of performing tasks similar to humans reflects an industry-wide trend to increase efficiency and address rising labor costs, despite challenges in robot performance and judgment. There you go. Oh, people cost too much money. Yeah. Who's going to buy BMW? Let me ask you a question. Are you, are you listening, Mr. BMW? Who's going to buy your cars when everybody's unemployed? <laughs> Who's going to buy your cars? Uh, anyone want to answer that question? <laughs> as uh, as, techno as technology displaces more and more workers, who are going to buy products? Who? 
I mean, now maybe we can rethink the idea of um, uh, ingresso minimo vital, right? Would that be wise to rethink a perhaps prejudiced opinion on a universal basic income? Understanding that the wheels of the economy stop moving when people aren't earning money to spend. Just saying, folks. Just saying. Vero, my mother met Amancio Ortega, former owner of Inditex, when almost nobody knew him. He would go from store to store showing his gown catalogs. Interesting. Rob, your tongue is having a hard time, asks the bridge. I don't know. What did I say wrong this time? With uh, pronouncing Spanish, yeah. Come on, always. <laughs> Edward is here. How are you doing, Edward? Good morning to you, my friend. Okay, let's continue on. And Gemma, how are you doing? Final piece of news. Final piece of news. Chickpeas. Do you know what chickpeas are in Spanish, Natch? Garbanzos. Give yourself a nivelazo, sir. Nivelazo. Garbanzos. I've been here 20 years. I only learned that like three years ago. <laughs> Chickpeas could be the key um, to humans living on the moon, my friend. Humans could be the key to, uh, sorry, chickpeas could be the key to humans living on the moon. Los garbanzos podrían ser la clave para que los humanos vivan en la luna. Um, there you go, man. Cocido madrileño in space. <laughs> this is like the most Spanish um, international news I've ever read. This is from the, the Messenger. A new study suggests that chickpeas, protein-rich and versatile foods, could be the key to sustaining human life on the moon. Scientists have, significant, uh, have successfully grown chickpeas in a simulated lunar soil. Enhanced with fungus and uh, compost. Basically, vermicompost. It's worm poo, basically. Caca uh, de gusano. You've got Natch. That was 100% Rob, just saying. Not saying... Buy a I'm not saying give me a nivelazo. Just saying, uh, you know, recognize. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'll soon be on my way then, says the bridge. Uh, yeah, which is a significant step towards self-sustaining extraterrestrial colonies. While lunar soil is typically infertile, the addition of these components allowed the chickpeas to grow, albeit slower than on Earth. This research is vital for future long-term moon missiles, uh, missions and possibly even for settlements on Mars, as it demonstrates the, fur, uh, the potential for growing nutritious food in challenging environments. Natch, you're never going to run out of hummus on the mood, my friend. Are you a hummus fan? I'm gonna be honest, I like hummus. Given that it's like a it's probably my favorite food that doesn't incorporate meat in some way. <laughs> I think I like it because I eat it with chips. What is the correct way to eat hummus by the way, Natch? Do you know? You're supposed to put it on a falafel or something. I don't know. Yeah, no nah, me neither. I'm not cultured enough, Natch. That's a problem. I eat my hummus with nachos. <laughs> The best, the best way. Uh, so there you go. Don't ask me. Don't um, don't chickpeas a question again, Natch. Don't chickpeas make you fat? No te hacen um, uh, tirar tirar pedos. Mm, yes, and many legumbres. Like all uh, legumes. Yeah. So my question is, how do you vent that gas? Is it not going to become really stinky in these moon colonies? <laughs> Open a window. <laughs> Everyone's just been immediately sucked out of the base. <laughs> God, I have enough problems venting the radio studio. My God. Um, anyway, let's. Um, uh, there you go. So chickpeas could be the key to uh, humans living on the moon. Um, all right, let's go to today's 100 humans. No, sorry, unpopular, uh, unpopular opinion. My bad. Unpopular <laughs> opinion. God, you can, you can tell it's been... I woke up at 4 a.m. this morning. <laughs> it's been a long morning. Can I call in with a topic? Sadly, you cannot. Um, but you can join me on Instagram. Um, if you join me on Instagram, at Professional Bohemian, um, and send me an audio, we'll play it on tomorrow's show. There you go. Um, what's your name? Lil Binge. Uh, the bridge says, and you, can all, and you almost said caca de vaca. That's cow poo. <laughs> I got a thing that just happened to me. It's burning on my brain and I want to hear the fella's thoughts on it. Then definitely 
send me that audio message on Instagram or um, alternatively, write to me on Instagram at arroba professional bohemian, bohemio profesional. And thanks for joining us, Lil Bingy. All right, um, let's get into today's unpopular opinion that is the phrase, the customer is always right, el cliente siempre tiene, tiene razón, is a bad concept. Es un, con, es un mal concepto. What do you think, Natch? What are your feelings? Mm, well, mm, I don't agree. They're, they you, don't. They aren't always. Uh, so you the think client aren't, isn't always uh, right? Yeah. So you think you agree that it is a bad concept? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think Instagram agreed with you? Mm, yes. They did, sir. Seven in the region of seventy-seven percent said true. The customer is not always right however if you study the annals of business history um uh, they they would have you believe that yes indeed the customer is as um uh, as bti said in the chat the boss so let's dig into this i've obviously i thoroughly tortured the elves this morning and they provided me with some pros and cons we'll get into those right now Um, Let's get into it. In the pro column, agreeing, saying the customer is indeed always right, is a bad, bad concept. Flawed. Okay. Uh, This philosophy can create unrealistic expectations in customers, leading them to believe they can make any demand regardless of its reasonableness or feasibility and still be accommodated. We've seen videos of this, right? Your typical, I hate to use this term, it's quite derogatory, but your typical kind of Karen video. Do you understand that phrase, Natch, that uh, video they own Karen? Karen is how we um, define in um, now, in modern internet culture, how we define usually what might be seen as a middle-aged lady who wants to speak to the manager and is very unreasonable. In internet parlance, we call those those ladies Karens. Okay. I want to speak to the manager. I'm not moving. That kind of entitled behavior could be, according to the elves, attributed to the idea that the customer is always right. Next, um, prioritizing the customer's perspective over that of employees can lead to staff feeling undervalued and demoralized, especially in situations where they are mistreated or abused by customers. Hmm. In, uh, it can embolden some customers to behave abusively, knowing they'll likely not be held accountable because of a business's commitment to placing them first at all costs. And finally, in the long run, always siding with the customer can be harmful to a business's integrity and standards. It might force companies to make decisions that are not in the best interests um, or aligned with their values. Okay, so those agree that the customer is not always right. It's a bad concept, the customer is always right. Let's get into the con arguments now, saying, no, no, no. The customer is indeed always right. Shut up, bald man, you don't know what you're talking about. Let's get into those. Uh, This approach emphasizes the importance of customer satisfaction, which is vital for repeat business, positive reviews, and word-of-mouth recommendations. It's true. Ever more businesses are being held ever more accountable to their customers thanks to uh, modern review systems and algorithms. The Google algorithm, for example, will um, deliver results from a company that is highly reviewed on its platform. And obviously, as you know, Google is still um, the, the most widely used search engine. Okay, let's continue. It encourages staff to go the extra mile in providing excellent service, creating customer-centric culture that can differentiate a business in a competitive market. Uh, Next, it opens up a channel for constant feedback, pushing businesses to continually improve their products or services based on customer input. Hmm. And finally, this philosophy can be effective in conflict resolution as it allows for quick and customer-focused response to complaints and issues, potentially turning a negative experience into a positive one. Some compelling points there, Natch. When you hear it spelled out like that, you know, it helps a customer have more of a direct communication with a company 
feeling um, agency in order to to make well what might not be a complaint, which might be a suggestion, putting the com- the customer impl- implicating the customer in the quality of the product. Can that really be a bad thing? Is the customer indeed always right? Well, I don't know the answer to this question, guys, but I'm hoping you do. I will post a poll in the chat and you will tell me. The customer is always right is a bad concept. True or false? I'll get into my own opinions. We've got lots of messages in the in the chat to read. And, um, and of course, some uh, messages there from Instagram too. Guys, so many things you could have been doing this morning. Some would say an infinite number of things. But instead of doing those things, you, my friends, you took the time to spend some time with the Natch, me and the Natch, and it means the world. I will see you in four short minutes. Hey, guys, if you'd like to support the show, you can do so on Patreon. That's patreon.com forward slash professional bohemian. There you'll find VODs of the episodes as they are recorded live, blogs, vlogs, and behind-the-scenes content. If you'd like to watch the show live, you can do so on twitch.tv forward slash professional bohemian. And you can participate in the polls we use in the show on Instagram at professional bohemian or Twitter at probo, P-R-O-B-O-H. Okay, on with the show. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the show. You're joining us live at 9 a.m. on the Probo Show as per usual. Welcome, my friends. Welcome, welcome. And a big special hug kiss and a nibble of the ear to those amazing godlike angelic podcast downloaders <laughs> um okay should we um should we get back into this friends into should we deep deep dive this unpopular opinion some more i suggest first thing we do is uh, we cover what you might have missed if you didn't hear the beginning of the show so let's do that right now okay in um uh, we we spoke about God, where's my news? We spoke about China, how surprising it would be to the rest of the world if China were the first country to adopt universal basic income. In Spanish, mini uh, ingreso mínimo vital. We learned that today. Thank you, Vero. It would be it would be surprising. Um, and then we went on to discuss like in political certain political systems or certain economic structures how it may or may not work how it may or may not be received uh, then we moved on to uh, bmw's humanoid robots coming to their factories well not theirs it's they're actually made by a company called figure um, and they may mark the first humanoid robots used um, in uh, in the workplace kind of a scary thing when ai is now meeting uh, robotics that venn diagram that slice is getting thicker and bigger and we're going to start seeing um humans being replaced if you don't think that's going to happen i'm sorry in my opinion you're you're being a little naive and final piece of news a little more light-hearted uh, chickpeas garbanthos they could be the key to humans living on the moon if you eat enough of them <laughs> y tiras pedos fuertes a lo mejor Maybe if you eat enough of them and your fats are strong enough, could help you fly to the moon. Anyway, let's um, let's not be so disgusting. Let's get on to today's unpopular opinion, which was um, the customer is always right is a bad concept. El cliente siempre tiene razón es un mal concepto. Now let me deep dive into the chat here. Uh, we had some interesting topics. Uh, my mother's chickpea stew is the best vegetarian dish you will ever buy. Delicious, says uh, Vero. I don't doubt it. Natch, you cook a lot with chickpeas. I've seen you with the chickpea kind of Spanish, typical Spanish chickpea um, stew. What's your, what's your go-to chickpea recipe, Natch? Share it with the world. Uh, the ones that are in the Thermomix. <laughs> is this, a, is, is this mm. a, the kind of thing that you have to leave soaking in water overnight that kind of thing yes. that's what is always does you buy them like dry yes too much effort man it's way too much effort <laughs> I, one day i will learn how to cook that day my friends is not today okay vero says true there are times 
when even if the customer insists, he is not right. If, for example, he demands some feature that the product he wishes to purchase does not offer, there will be no option to buy, even if he insists. True story. And quite often in many industries, you are the expert, right? If I'm selling um, services as I do as a consultant or as an independent media creator, which again, I do, Quite often, the customer is not, my customer, my client isn't right. <laughs> and they need to be, they need to be told about uh, production times. They need to be told about the, um, the cost benefit, the ROI, the return on investment of certain actions, what they're going to spend to make something versus the rewards they're going to get from it. You know, they're, quite often they're not right. I mean, and if you just want to, um, to look at the world or look at your business decisions through rose-tinted glasses, then quite often you have to admit that the customer quite often is not right. Look at the industry. Look at Vaughn Systems, for example. Um, uh, it's a language academy. If someone calls you and says, look, I have a problem with my English, what you probably don't expect is, oh, how do you want to solve it? What you probably expect is to, to hear is, well, look, what you need to do is you need to do classes from this time to this time. You need to, you know, go on an English immersion program. It's like going to the doctor and said and saying, look, I broke my my leg. And the doctor saying, oof, looks bad. How do you think we should solve this issue? I mean, I came here to speak to a doctor. You tell me what I should do. Hmm. Uh, let's continue. Let's continue. Um, Gemma, oh, sorry, Gemma says, um, uh, a caron would be what we call maruja. A caron, sorry. A caron is what we would call a maruja. Is that right, Natch? A caron. Yes. All right. Okay, cool. Uh, Senora maruja, says um, says the bridge. Thank you. Can we get some nivelazos for Gemma and the bridge, please? Drop in, Buy a drop in some knowledge, helping me with my Spanish every single day. You, you guys rock. Thank you, thank you. Um, the client isn't always right, um, but if you were Donald Trump, <laughs> that comes from uh, Born to Iron Man. Let's see. Sam says, the customer might not be right, but it should always get a solution to what they see as an issue. Hmm, interesting. Interesting, yeah. I mean, that's a, that's a fair point. Like, I would always suggest... Like I've been, uh, yeah, no, yeah, I've been in and out of the corporate world. I have one foot in, um, one foot firmly planted in my bohemian roots. I, I will effectively always be a creator, whether that's art or you know writing or or media like this. I've, I will always have one foot firmly planted in um, my bohemian roots, but I also have another foot firmly planted in the corporate world. Quite often. If you want to get the best out of your relationship with your boss, it's not about going to them with problems and asking for them to to solve them, but going to them with solutions for problems you're having, right? So if a client maybe comes up to you with a solution, an easy fix, maybe it should be taken into account. Maybe it should be listened to. Fair point. Thank you. Um, thank you for that comment. Let's see. Eugene says, I have many customers in my business and some of them have, um, almost always are wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be honest with you, Eugene, that's been my experience um, for the most part, too. <laughs> um, and you know what's interesting, um, Natch, is that when you're in the, when you're kind of working in the, as a freelancer, a lot of people actually appreciate being told the mechanics of why they're wrong, you know, rather than saying, no, you're wrong. Like having a little breakdown of the return on investment of what it is they're actually planning to do and how it could be done better. You know, a lot of people appreciate that sincerity. Let's uh, let's continue. Uh, the customer is always right. The more money he has, the more right he is, says Edward. <laughs> Can we get a Probo approved? Probo approved. <laughs> You're completely wrong. I have a million euros in the bank. You are so right about that issue, sir. Can I get you a comfier seat? <laughs> um... That is a good point, says uh, the bridge, replying to Edward. Uh, so, Rob, you are saying today that robots will be doing the work here on Earth and we will be farting on the moon. Yeah, could be. If, we, if you eat enough chickpeas, bridge. 
<laughs> Some of us are hardy there, says the bridge. Yeah, yeah. We are becoming a farting machine, says Veros. Look how, look, we mentioned the word fart match and the, the chat, the audience have descended into chaos. Let's bring it back. Uh, let's take a look at some uh, messages I received on Instagram. By the way, if you wrote to me about yesterday's unpopular opinion on uh, Instagram, sorry, we didn't get to those comments. I know a few of you were, were a little bit upset about that. Okay, let's see. Leo says, honestly, the customer is always right, um, not for me. It's about um, qual quality. Um, if someone wants their steak burnt to a crisp, sure, I'll do it, but it's not right. <laughs> Interesting. I'm guessing Leo works in a kitchen of some kind. Um, I get where um, I, I understand where the saying comes from, um, and I'm empathetic. But sometimes customers can be way off base. That's from Mina. Derek says, as a business owner, I used to swear by this rule, but it can backfire. I've learned it's more about finding balance. And finally, Tasha says. From my perspective, it's not black and white. Users can give uh, feedback, which is gold, but they're not always right about solutions. Hmm. All right. We, you know what we should do? We should get to um, the results of our little poll here and find out what the decision makers here joining us in the live audience, what they think. So I posted a poll in the chat over our little break. The poll was, the customer is right is a bad concept. And you guys said... 100% true. I mean, I make these things purposefully black and white arguments. But I think really, uh, for the benefit of you, listener, um, I think the truth is... Much more in the is much more nuanced than a black and white answer, right? I like you in the chat and like you guys on Instagram would sway more towards no, the customer is not always right. Let's not encourage more entitled behavior. Isn't there enough of that in the world already? You know, but it's true. It's, it is a lot more nuanced. Quite often, the user of your product service has or can offer insights in how you can improve that and how you can grow as a business. It's important to have a, a channel where your end users can actually reach out and give their feedback. It's vitally important. But is it the be-all and end-all? Is, um, is it the end point of, um, uh, of, of key decisions for a company? I would say no. I would say nine times out of ten, that comes from the experts you employ, right? I mean, who's gonna who's gonna know how to teach English better than an English teacher? Certainly not their students, right? Because they're the ones using the service. Um, you know, in um, in private medicine, you may think that you um, uh, you have the solution to cure what ails you, but I would. More put my faith in a doctor working at such a private clinic. Would you agree with that, Natch? Do you agree, agree with that sentiment? He's nodding, friends. He's nodding. Um, yeah, me too. So whereas we've got a true there, uh, there is definitely nuance to be had. But you know what, friends? You know what Grandpa Bo would say about that? He would say, Rob, that's just your opinion. <laughs> and opinions, they're like buttholes. Everyone has one, and they all stink, including yours. Let's move on to today's 100 Humans. <laughs> Woo! Um, Sam here says, But the experts are experts because they have all already have the knowledge of what the customer needs. Yeah, interesting point, Sam. I agree with that. But sometimes there is a big difference between what we need and what we want, right? I want to eat golosinas. I want to eat sweets 24 hours a day. What I need is to eat vegetables. You know, there is always, there always, they will never be um, an even keel between what we want and what we need. I think we see, we tend to think what we, what we need is one thing. Um, and quite often it overlaps quite, um, quite heavily with what we want, you know. 
Um, so change it for want, says uh, Sam. All right, anyway, let's get into today's 100, um, uh, 100 humans. Today's 100 humans. I went on a long walk to work today, friends, across snow-capped mountains and through river valleys. And on that walk, I encountered 100 humans, and I asked them a question. Today's question is, name the traits of a good salesperson. Nombra las características de un buen vendedor. I asked them that question. They gave me their answers. I'm in possession of the top seven answers right here. Your job in the chat is to identify those top seven answers. Woo! And as always, got a lot of interaction on Instagram. Um, la chica de la segunda fila, um, Coco Lavanda, Jose Luis, uh, Life G17, Nessa Fenessa, Is Martin, Emily. Uh, Carmen, Materia Oscura, and more. Thank you for interacting on Instagram. We'll get to some of your answers um, momentarily. Let's see. Uh, what What do you think, Natch? What's something? What's a trait that a good salesperson needs? Uh, being like, talkative. I think. Being talkative. Mm. Communicative, we might say, right? Being talkative. Um, uh, Izzy kind of says something around this. She says, well, not exactly the same. We'll get to it in a second. Talkative. To be communicative. Is it there? Yes, it is. Well done. Well done, Natch. Sixth most popular answer with three of 100 humans saying a good salesperson needs to be communicative. Woo. A gift of the gab, says Born to Iron Man. Can we get him a nivelazo? Oh, my God. Nivelazo. Yeah, there you go. Um, all right, let's see. What do we have here? Uh, patience, says Gemma. Patience. Is patience there? Yeah. Patience. No, I can't give it to you. I can't give it to you. Yeah. It's kind of in between two two traits, two characteristics that aren't there. I mean, yeah, patience is not there. I can't give it to you. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, let's see. Belief in the product, says the bridge. A good salesperson needs to believe in the product. Is it there? It should be, right? But sadly, it's not. <laughs> But I'll tell you what is there, Bridge, um, something that Vero says, which is kind of aligned to what you're seeing. Uh, Vero says in the audience to know the product he's selling, to be knowledgeable about what he's selling, rather than believing in it, to be very knowledgeable. Is it there? Yes, it is. Well done. Okay, you've identified two, knowledgeable and um, communicative. Well done, friends. Oh, my God. Uh, let's continue. Um, patience we've had to be a liar, <laughs> says Sam. <laughs> mm, you may employ lying to um, to get the number one answer on this one. You may employ lying to um, to achieve the number one answer on the list. There's a little clue. Um, let's see, Vero, to another product he's selling. Insistence, says the bridge. Another way of saying insistence, Natch, persistence. To be persistent, to never give up. Is it there? Bridge, you're killing it today. Well done. It's there. <laughs> to be persistent is there. In fact, it's the seventh most popular answer with three of 100 humans saying a good salesperson needs to be persistent. Are you good at sales, Natch? Have you ever done any sales work? I have never done it. No, I don't think I am. Yeah, I'm terrible at it too. I think you need to be more sociable than I am to be a good salesperson. Like, even when I'm doing interviews for people, like, when I'm giving, like, job interviews, I just go straight to the grain. I don't, I don't want to waste time. <laughs> for me, the perfect sales pitch is, do you want to buy this product? Yes or no? <laughs> no. Okay. Good day to you, sir. <laughs> Move along. <laughs> uh, which is why, I guess, um, patience should be there. But patience and persistence, I think they're um, they're good bedfellows. Let's see. Let's continue. Continue. Persuasion, says Vero. To be persuasive. Ooh, interesting. Is to be persuasive there? Yes, it is, Vero. 
Well done. And Vero, with 36 of 100 humans, the number one answer. Vero killing it. So when Sam said, to be a liar, <laughs> you know, maybe to be persuasive, occasionally you have to bend the truth. Okay, um, persistent. So I might be a good salesperson, says the bridge. <laughs> All right, let's take a quick look at, um, at the chat. Uh, not in the chat, sorry, uh, people on Instagram. A lot of people said um, patience. Um, sadly, not there, though. Carmen says sociab sociability, which is the number one reason why me and Natch would not make good salespeople. <laughs> we don't even socialize with each other. <laughs> um, persuasion was there to be um, a good communicator. Um, said, said Izzy, that was a good answer. He needs to observe and listen. It's another good answer. Um, yeah, but sadly, none of those really there. Life.g17 on Instagram did say something. He said, or they said, empathy. Empathy. They have to be empathetic. To be a good salesperson, you have to be able to relate well to the people you're trying to sell to. Is empathy there? Yes, it is. Well done. empathetic is there it's actually the uh the fifth most popular answer you guys on instagram every day you're getting better and better at this all right let's um let's continue you've got two more only to um to identify let's see um i'll tell you something rather than a belief in the product a belief in something else will identify will get you the correct answer as a clue uh, let's go back to um, uh, let's go back to to Instagram to be smiley to have people skills la chica de la segunda fila um, empathy she also said empathy great answer well done knows how to listen said Coco um, Jose Luis listening ability asking wisely arguments back and positively closes the deal mm. Um, empathy. You guys, you, you guys did an amazing job on Insta. Thank you, thank you. All right, let's take a look at the chat. Sam says to believe in yourself. You need to believe in yourself to be a good salesperson. We would call that someone who believes in themselves a confident person, right, Natch? Is confident there? Yes, it is. Well done, Sam. And the final one. Um, which a few people on Instagram got, but no one here, I'm really surprised, was to be friendly. To be friendly, the second most popular answer. <laughs> well, good, well done, Instagram. Um, all right, let's go through the list. I asked 100 humans to name the traits of a good salesperson. Per in position number... Seven. We had persistent, persistente. In position number... Communicative, comunicativo. In position number five. Empathetic, empatico. You would say, right, Natch? Okay. In position number four. Um, confident, confiado. In position number three. Knowledgeable. Would you say conocedor? Knowledgeable? Mm, yes. Well, I would translate it as intelligent. Okay. Inteligente. All right. Go ahead. Uh, in position number two, friendly, um, amistoso, maybe. And finally, in position number one, persuasive, persuas persuasivo, persuasivo. I don't know the pronunciation, whatever. <laughs> well done, friends. Let's move on quickly to today's Complete the News. Complete the News. All right, the final uh, section of today's show is, as always, complete the news. Your perfect wind down after um, after a good to and throw fro debate in today's unpopular opinion. Let's get into it. I'm going to give you a real news headline, this time from the Smithsonian Magazine. Okay, I'm going to give you a real news headline, but I'm going to leave out some information. You guys are going to um, complete the news with the three options I give you. Here we go. Winston Churchill wore blank to deliver historic wartime speeches. And now they're for sale. Winston Churchill wore, uh, or 
used Winston Churchill uso blank para dar discursos históricos en tiempos de guerra. Y ahora están a la venta. Um, to deliver historic wartime speeches and now they're for sale. Is it A, ladies' underwear, ropa interior femenina? Is it B, false heels in his shoes, tacones falsos en sus zapatos? Or is it C, false teeth, dientes postizos? Woo! A, B, or C, Winston Churchill wore blank to deliver historic wartime speeches, and now they're for sale. A, ladies' underwear. B, false heels in his shoes. C, false teeth. What do you think, Natch? B. False heels, so he appeared taller. Hmm. You know what? Chat is almost unanimously agreeing with you, Natch. I don't know how much influence you had on them. Okay, let's see. So, um, while giving historic speeches at wartime, Winston Churchill wore... Well done, Natch in the chat. It's... <laughs> Wrong. <laughs> Congratulations only goes to the bridge who identified false teeth. <laughs> I got you. Yeah, a set of Winston Churchill's false teeth. Answer C. Um, uh, an unusual and unique piece of British history is going up for auction and expected to fetch £8,000. There you go. Apparently, you wore false teeth. Sorry, guys. I, I, I led you astray there. You actually got the wrong answer. But you know what? I have nothing but love for you. Well done, Bridge. <laughs> People in the chat there congratulating Bridge. Guys, you rock. If you have time today, do go ahead and download the podcast. Leave a good review so everybody else can see how much uh, fun we have here on the Probo Show. Guys, um, what a great show. We've covered everything from universal basic, insta um, basic instincts. My God. Basic income <laughs> to uh, the robot workforce slowly pushing us out of our jobs. Uh, to customers, are they always right or not? Friends, what a roller coaster ride. I've had so much fun. Um, guys, so many things you could have been doing this morning. Instead of doing those things, you took the time to spend some time with me, and it means the world. I will see you next time. Bye.